0: And all you New Taxi. Okay, this is the seventy seven WABC minicast. I have struggled to come up with why I love the hour you're about to hear so much. I've tried to, you know, I'm a great student of radio. I've uh, spent my whole life listening to it, and the all, vast majority of my life, thinking about it, what would work, what doesn't work. And I get such a buzz out of the hour you're about to hear. And a lot of listeners tell me the same thing. And I've kind of been trying to figure it out. What would I tell a radio consultant as to why this hour works? And I think I figured it out. For the next hour, you're about to be guided by a man who's certainly very knowledgeable, obviously has a very very great deep radio sounding voice not me don't worry but the thing that I think makes this so hour so uh, this hour so special and so unique and really unlike anything else that you hear in the radio anywhere in the country is that it's the only hour that really makes you feel like you're learning. you're getting almost in some cases I feel like a, a collegiate level of education about what's happening in the cosmos. But it also encourages a childlike curiosity, a childlike sense of imagination, the same kind of wonderment, the same sort of curiosity that you had staring into the night sky when you were a little boy or a little girl or a little, you know, uh, non-binary person. You have when you listen to our bi-weekly The Other Side of Midnight presents... From the spiral, to the elliptical, to the lenticular, to the irregular, to the quasar's galaxies. Where are we in the cosmic evolutionary picture? Always remember to keep your eyes to the skies. The following conversations are Cosmic Conversations with Dr. Sky, a.k.a. Steve Cates. All right. It is once again time for Cosmic Conversations with Steve Cates, uh, or as we call him, Dr. Sky, a veteran radio and TV broadcaster and edutainer, also a podcaster at uh, RedApplePodcastNetwork.com. Steve, it's great to talk with you. I can't believe it's been two weeks already.
1: Well, good morning, Frank, and good morning to the listeners out there. Halloween's still for us toward the West Coast, and welcome to what? The new month, November one. Gem-packed, of course, Frank, with information as we talk about the great realms of what? Astronomy, space, aviation, and weather with our official Cosmic Conversations. Good to be with you.
0: What was your co- What is your costume since it's still Halloween out there in Arizona?
1: Well, we had an event here. Actually, it's ending. We're out up here in Sedona at a beautiful resort with the telescopes out. So I was a partial creature from the Black Lagoon, one of my favorite <laughs> movies of uh-huh. all time. The mask, uh, after I took it off, obviously, you can't show the stars and you know have people not run away from you so i left it on the table by the telescope and it has an eerie kind of glow unto itself but uh, it's a great way to to celebrate uh, over here we've been looking at the planet jupiter which is just amazing for everybody listening in our cosmic conversation episode here it's amazing frank this planet right now is actually coming closest to the earth that we probably as humans would be able to see in a, in our lifetime so all throughout the vast audience of this radio show If you're out and you have clear skies, or you will be out to have clear skies to look, that big bright white beacon of light that for some may be almost to the south, high up into the sky, and for many others still lingering into the southeast sky. But as we all know, the biggest, the best, the god of gods, as they called it, Zeus, this planet, Frank, right now, 370,190,200 miles as we count down its close approach. So if you miss this, this is interesting, get set for October the 16th of the year, you ready for this? Twenty-four eighty-five. So I think we should take advantage
0: of it. So um, a couple of quick. Uh, by the way, if people have questions; they can call in. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. If people are looking to the sky and hoping to see Jupiter, how do they know it's Jupiter, and how do they know which direction to look, or does that vary depending on where in the country they're listening to us?
1: Well, great questions, Frank. And as I mentioned. For the most part, for wherever you're listening, east coast to west coast, the planet will still be high up into the south or high up almost on the meridian, meaning the south. But it's about 45 degrees, almost halfway up in the sky. It is the brightest object that you'll able to see in the sky if you look both directions right now. Jupiter, this beautiful white color, almost looks like it's made of like snow or something, snow white in color. But upon further inspection, for those that are fortunate enough to even have a pair of binoculars, and many people do, you can take those and do what Galileo did, as we said many times before. January 7th of 1610, he observes with his crude telescope, not much larger than the paper towel tube that surrounds the paper towels that you may have on the, you know, kitchen wall. Yeah. And he observes these three objects. He observes three, what he called them, stars. And then on the successive night, he observed the next one. So these are the satellites, Io. Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. These are many mistresses of the great Zeus. Obviously, he had a wandering eye, as they said in mythology. But what's interesting is those with the telescope, if you look right now, on the left side, Ganymede is farthest from the planet. You can't miss it. Io is closest on the left side to the planet. And then on the right side, Europa is closest. And then Callisto. So you have almost like four specks visible. And I'm talking telescope now. But binoculars will still show you some of the moons Because Frank, this is fascinating. The moon Ganymede is so unbelievable. It's larger than the planet Mercury. So Jupiter obviously is such a massive object. But on the dark side, if you were to weigh yourself, I'll use my weight. You know, I'm about six foot six foot one. I weigh 230 pounds. I could probably lose a little. But we weigh 2.53 times our weight if we are able to go to the cloud tops of that massive planet. So. I think we're going to stay here, don't you think, and observe it from here for now. It's probably a safe (laughs) bet.